Hello and welcome everyone to episode 52 of the VGC Trainer School podcast, where we focus on the competitive side of Pokemon. Whether you are a ladder scholar or newcomer to VGC, we will help you learn. Class is in session. I'm Jake, and I'm joined today by a fantastic co-host in the one, the only, the returning, Tony. How's it going, buddy? Who's the fantastic co-host, though? Well, it's certainly you, my friend. <laughs> um, no, it's going good. Uh, I'm doing what everyone else is doing and completely forgetting regulation E, moving on to regulation F, brainstorming, uh, theorizing, trying to see, you know, is Raging Bolt as good as, good as everyone assumed it would be? And of course it is, uh, you know, getting getting more in depth with, gouging fire even though i hate its name it's dumb but it looks pretty cool it's entei with a crown and i love it i'm here for it also there's iron crown and iron boulder but we'll get to that yeah yeah they're less in you know, iron crown iron crown looks amazing i will say that like iron crown the design is cool yeah glorious mm-hmm and it's like very regal you know they, they put it like high up on the on the cliff when you go find it it's pretty cool you know, I'm just happy it doesn't have normal shoe, normal feet and normal shoes like a uh, Cobalion. Mm-hmm. I think that's what always threw me off. I was just like, I don't like your feet. And that's just a weird thing to say. But yeah, I mean, some people are going to be like, yeah, dude, I totally get it. I totally get weird feet being a turnoff for you. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never really looked at the feet, so I didn't know. But to be honest, until it was said the other day, I didn't realize that the the swords of justice were modeled off of deer. I didn't realize uh-huh. that that was a thing. So I didn't uh, I know. think about their feet being like hooves or anything like that. So the three musketeer, I know that that blew my mind. So everyone uh-huh. here now gets, yeah, everyone here now knows the three musketeers. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Pretty much in the same boat as well. Uh, doing finishing up the the DLC. I'm excited to do a little bit of shiny hunting with the starters now that that is now that we're able to do so because uh, thanks to Spicer and John, I've been doing some BBQ farming, which has been exciting. Well, not so much exciting, but like interesting, I guess. One thing I will say is because of the fact that I'm doing all of these quests right i'm like running around in the terrarium like and covering more ground than i had in past games and and whatnot because you there wasn't as much running around like like farming these quests i found like three shinies in in the indigo disc at this point Bro, and it feels I like no i don't know I don't know if they've necessarily been turned up or something, or it's just because of the fact that I'm simply seeing way more uh, spawns than I had before. But it feels like I'm just, it's like I got an Alolan Golem shiny. And the only reason I saw it was because my quest was to take a picture of a Canyon Pokemon. And then I saw an Alolan Executor and thank God it was the, or like a regular Executor. And thank God it was the, uh, the actual Executor that was shiny and not the Execute because I wouldn't have been able to tell the difference, but because of the fact that I saw the red leaves, I was like, oh, cool. I'll go find that. But, you know, the one that I'm really excited about is shiny mini oh, It's so great. 
think it's yeah. the black the black manure, but it, it's you, you can't see it until you catch it, and then you'll you have never to know. Do, yeah, you have to do the shiny the shiny hunting for it, which so that's... I have no interest in that. <laughs> Although I guess could you like I wonder if a an auto battle it would realize that it's a shiny. Yeah. So actually, uh, so here's for the folks at home that want to get the shiny mini ore. It's just real <laughs> for quick. For the three of you listening. <laughs> exactly. You for all three of you that have stuck around for 52 episodes. Thank you. Um, I miss, what was his name? Glitch? Anyways. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right in. I, I, I did a great impression of him. Um, so uh, if you want, you could you can do the shiny hunting method where you have the auto battle and then it l- just leaves the shiny one there. And that's the only way you could figure it out. My friend did it. He got two in like 30 minutes and it's on top of uh, the mountains in the, there's a spot where they just spawn there and it's the only rock type there. And that's the best way to do it. I think it's in the canyon terrarium. But if you want a shiny manure, because it looks amazing, but it's not viable in VGC, I say do it. Yeah. Although Shields Up is pretty cool because it's immune to spore and stuff. Oh, no way. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't either until I was trying to catch one for my decks and I used spore from my Breloom and it was like, Shields Up, this is, it's immune. And I was like, you got to be shitting me. Come on. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I we're just here to talk about VGC, not Minior. <laughs> uh, I mean, we could. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, so, yes. So we have quite a bit to get into for today. So, like I said, welcome back, Tony. Thanks for coming back on. Always. We do have some news to get into before ultimately briefly touching on San Antonio. Because, believe it or not, there was a regulation e-tournament that happened after indigo disc released so even though it is basically a dead format at this point it is really important just to uh check it out and see what the final regulation e tournament had for us and then ultimately and then ultimately uh jump into the indigo disc just some general thoughts some ideas on like new pokemon that came through and just like some team building and stuff that we're looking forward to testing moving forward so first Let's jump into the news. So about that tournament, can you please enlighten us, Tony? Who won? Oh, you know I am here for it. So if you all kept up with San Antonio, because I did, because I was on a 12-hour drive and had nothing better to do, but I was watching uh, the whole San Antonio regional. It was pretty great, uh, but the best part is the winner, which is... uh, Giovanni Acosta. So thank you so much, Giovanni, for putting Life Orb Ferrigarath on the map and just showing it love. And it got the winning KO against a Chen Pao with a hyper voice. And I was there for it. And I jumped up in the car and it swerved. But I, it was it was very exciting and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Uh also, this is the first one that he swin Arcanine. Wait, did did he he swim Arcanine win? There was one that it didn't win in Brisbane before this. This is the second one okay. of Regulation E that it didn't win. Okay, so yeah, I mean, but it, it was on. There was all, there was actually only one in top eight, which blew my mind, and it was uh, Rogov. It was Rogov's uh, he swim Arcanine, but Giovanni Casa had this insane team. I thought it was really cool to see because it was more original than most. 
or it wasn't more original, but it was, it, it definitely changed the flavor of what was going around. So it was uh booster flutter main speed booster with a uh, moon blast shadow ball, icy wind, Terra fairy, uh, ogre pond, wellspring, Terra, you know, the water one, uh, with Ivy Cudgel, Woodhammer, Follow Me, and Spiky Shield. For Rigorath, the greatest of all time, uh, with a Life Orb, Armor Tail, Terra Fire, with Psy Shock, Hyper Voice, Trick Room, and Protect, which blew my mind. Uh, Terra, you know, the Dark Urshifu, with a Focus Sash, Terra Dark, with Wicked Blow, Close Combat, Sucker Punch, Detect, Iron Hands, Terra Fire, Fake Out, Wild Charge, Drain Punch, Heavy Slam, you know, the the, the classic. And uh, Choice Spectacle, Dango, Terra Steel with Make It Rain, Shadow Ball, Focus Blast, and Psy Shock. And I just was like, this is great. I love everything about this team. I liked watching him pilot. I think one of the coolest moments was the double crit Icy Wind that took out uh, Ragov's Lando. It, it was it was an exciting match. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to watch any of San Antonio, but hearing some of the storylines that were going on with uh, Cybertron, um, Aaron Aaron Zhang making it, you know, top at twenty one. I think he he finished, which is which is very exciting. Uh, he had a like a tough moment on stream, I believe, where he maybe lost on some on some RNG. But uh, you know, Geo taking it all the way to uh, to the to the final or to, to the finish line is pretty cool, considering just how decorated this top eight was. I mean, oh. Geo Costa, Ragov, Justin Burns, Joe UX Nine, Justin Tang, Riley Factura, Judy Azarelli, like all in the top eight. That's that's insane. That that's like that's a ton of top players you have to run through to be able to claim the championship so mad props to geo costa for sure the one thing i will note about this one is there's a lot of reggie drago there's like what two well no there's three reggie drago from uh joe cust costa guilt uh, from one of the joes <laughs> justin tang and judy azarelli all had a Reggie Drago. I liked watching all the games from the top. It was it was really fun to watch, actually, just because of who who was there. It was super stacked. You know, Riley Factor, top eight again. So that was always that's always cool to see, just to show that's like dedication. Uh, Joe UX nine. That I was just like, that's cool. I'm going to see him in Portland. I hope he doesn't win because I hope I win. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was it was pretty solid. Pretty solid one. I will cool. say that. We'll talk a, lot, a little bit about it more um, later on. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, very cool to, to see that the final oh, yeah, regulation E tournament went off pretty well. Honestly, that was the whole thing. So we don't even have to brush up again on it. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay. So next piece here, the semifinals for the World Cup of VGC has concluded uh, the two matchups that we have was Italy versus Japan and J or, I'm sorry, Italy versus UK and Japan versus Argentina. With a score of five to two, the UK squad won their match against Italy and we facing Argentina in the finals. Argentina defeated Japan by a score of four 
to three. So the next World Cup of VGC champion country will be crowned sometime over the next two weeks, I believe, just based on when the uh, matches finally get finalized. But uh, very, you know, very exciting to see it all come down to these final matches. You know, best of luck to all of the competitors remaining. And, uh, you know, hopefully they are able to represent their country proud. Very cool. Very cool. It's, it's kind of cool to see Argentina being one of the top countries because, you know, it's not like you really hear about the Argentina players and, uh, you know, with Japan just dominating worlds. It's it's interesting to see that now it's someone else. Now it's Argentina dominating Japan. Now we're going to see UK, who's been really successful versus, yeah, Argentina, who is coming up. Yeah. And now I'm not sh- totally sure what the format they're going to be playing in will be, but it's possible they could be playing regulation F. It most likely will be E, considering that we don't necessarily have a rule set just yet. But if you do want to be playing on regulation F with this next news piece, where could they be doing that, Tony? You can be doing that on Pokemon Showdown. That's right. And only a matter of days after uh, the DLC dropped, Pokemon Showdown dropped Regulation F on the ladder. So now you could use your favorites, such as Archalodon, Hydrapple, the new paradoxes, of course, with you know Iron Crown and Iron Boulder, like we were talking about, Raging Bolt, Gouging Fire. Uh, it also looks like um, you can finally get it, you know, use your old theories and get that walking wake and unfortunately iron leaves in as well. So that, yeah, would be pretty cool. Uh, but yeah. there are no official rules yet. So, you know, there's it's not confirming that the, the Pokemon company has not confirmed that the new paradoxes are in Regulation F, but it's highly speculated that they will be. Yes, and we will just get into why in just a second. Um, because we do have a pair of raids that are going to be coming over the next couple weeks. Uh, so this coming weekend, December 22nd and twenty through the 24th, you can face the winter-themed seven-star Terra Ice Iron Bundle. It will have the mightiest mark, so you'll be able to check that out. It's possible that, you know, maybe turn zero, it sets hail or snow or something like that so that it can spam blizzards, but not quite sure. Um, I don't know if this necessarily will be the best one to use. The mightiest mark, yes, could be quite the flex, but... It's probably going to have full six IV, uh, and full thirty-one six IV stats. So maybe finding one with zero IV in attack would be more ideal. But who knows? They have full control of what the IVs look like. So maybe they send us a zero one. Um, then beyond that, the next weekend will be the exciting return of Walking Wake and Iron Leaves in the five-star raids. If you previously caught them you won't be able to catch them again as it is one per save file. Now, the significance of this beyond it just being the return of these raids is the fact that Iron Leaves, Walking Wake, Iron Crown, Iron uh, Iron Boulder, Gouging Fire, and Raging Bolt are all in the Pokedex for the Indigo Disc. 
which is pretty exciting because if they that could potentially lead to them being regulation F legal. So Tony, do you think they will be? Do you think we finally get to use them? It's a scary thought because on one hand, you know, being version exclusives and only being able to own one period, it's in a sense, it's almost unfair, right? Because realistically speaking everyone wants raging bolt everyone is really looking into gouging fire because it, it has it's so bulky and then you get the dragon dance options but then it's like you know for us violet players we get iron crown which is cool like you know it gets expanding force but it doesn't have you know the same pressure that raging bolt can offer or iron boulder is really fast but like i mean it's tough. I, I I can't say for sure. I would really like them to be, but I would also really like them to do more raids or like certain raids. Like oh, we we could get them one time in this raid, you know. But if I had to take a wild guess, and this is just my honest opinion, probably not. Even though I'm already building around them. <laughs> So yeah, it's like what you said, the fact that they are version exclusive legends that like with Raging Bolt, that's the one that people really want. It makes it so the fact that they're like one of a kind, you know, it's going to be very difficult to trade for them. So it almost forces you to get a second, either like for you to get a second copy of the game, right? Like whether like, you know, you also get Scarlet or you also get Violet and then also have the other one. Or you convince someone who has a copy of the game that you don't have to make a second profile, go in and get a second legendary to be able to then trade to you. Because it's not like with Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra, who had the decision-based legendaries where you could pick Rapid Strike or Single Strike Urshifu, or you could pick uh, Spectrier or Glastriere. With this one, it's like, you we you would have had to know back in you know november of 2022 that actually it turns out that you know what like for me as a violet player i should have thought to myself you know it doesn't matter that it's a futuristic looking jet bike that you're going to be riding around uh paldea go with scarlet because it's actually the better one where it has it's going to have literally all of the best exclusives of the entire game. Like, yes, Iron Hands and Iron Bundle are very good. And I'm not, you know, taking that away from them. But the fact that, like, Scarlet has Fluttermane and it has Screamtail and it has Sandy Shocks and it has Brute Bonnet. And then now it gets, like, everything from the past with, you know, Raging Bolt and Gouging Fire. And they're just leagues better than fucking iron thorns are are you kidding me like iron thorns is the biggest disappointment i have to i i i could go on a full rant because i love the design and then you look at it and it's like this is the p- biggest piece of shit that i've ever seen in my life so i'm like, hoping that they realize that and that they're going to make it's they're gonna make it right and they're gonna let us have in raids those pokemon because otherwise it's just like really really unfortunate to me but um i do think that they're going to be legal i think we're finally going to be able to see them because now the three you know the the legendary beasts like the the paradox versions that are also going to be paired with 
the Paradox versions of the Sword of Justice. So since we'll finally have all of those, I think they'll finally be legal, which will be cool. Um, so that is, uh, that's the news. Quite a bit to discuss because of the stuff that came out. So I'm excited to see what's going to be coming next. Um, so let's get into it because we do have a lot to talk about there. Definitely. So we already did talk about San Antonio a little bit in the news section. We mentioned Giovanni's team. Uh, he defeated Ragov, who did have a Clefairy team, which is pretty cool. Clefairy did have Eviolite with Friend Guard, obviously. Uh, Follow Me, Helping Hand, Moonblast, and Protect to support stuff like Swords Dance, King Gambit, or even... That's really it. That's the only like follow me <laughs> thing that, you know, there's no other setup on the team, which is interesting. So it's kind of just like I'm going to redirect your attacks and I'm going to then uh, beat you down with Lando Eye and with uh, Arcanine and with uh, Ogre Pond Wellspring. So um, very I cool team. Say, I like it. I mean, it's neat. I, w- I will say shortly about the Clefairy. There were a bunch of Clefairy there and on stream at least. And I think Rogovs is the only one that had Moonblast over Sing. Because hmm. I think Adi was on once, and then Adi had Sing, and I, I, I seen another one later on. I forget who had it specifically, but a, a lot of the Clefairies were just running Follow Me, Helping Hand, Sing, Protect. And I think Rogovs was like the only one that I seen on stream with actual offensive pressure, yeah. where, I, where it came up too, I think against uh, Judy. So it, it was that that is the one thing that I do find interesting about the Clefairy that Ragov was running. Yeah, it did. It kind of like there's a little bit of a spike, I guess. 14 teams of the 523, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it was number 34 on the list of usage, which is pretty significant, especially considering the fact that it had a 62% win rate. So it was like of on the higher side for sure to be able to make it all the way there. So. That is that is pretty neat. Um, other things of note, this was definitely a resurgence, it seems like, of Ogre Pond, considering that all forms of Ogre Pond, or at least Hearth Flame and Wellspring, can bo- combined for 200 of the 523 teams, which puts it in sixth place just below Iron Hands. Fluttermane, Urshifu Rapid Strike, Rillaboom, Torn Eye, and Iron Hands were the top five at all over 200 with Fluttermane at 235 and Iron Hands um, ending it at 204. So they were like 44% usage down to 39%, which is pretty good, I, I think, for, for, for the meta. Um, nothing over 50%. You always kind of like to see that um, a little bit. Goldango also popped up uh, number seven for all of the teams. So it had definitely a uh, you know big presence there. But... Beyond that, um, some of the common cores that we saw, obviously, you know, Torn Shifu continues to dominate. Torn Shifu at 28% being the most common pairing of Pokemon in uh, in the format. So other than that, looking at the top eight, like you had mentioned, three Regidrago, which is pretty significant. There were three Amoongus. Um, as well so you know amugus continues to pop up you know just a lot of a lot of interesting diversity in in grass types with rillaboom amugus and the various ogre pond forms which is cool to see 
also two pound night. Well, so it looked like Joe UX9 and Riley Factor were running the same six. I think Joe had uh, Terra Poison on his Urshifu over Riley having... Uh, no, Riley has it too. So yeah. Uh, yeah, two of the same exact teams. Um, I think they were... I think Joe mentioned that they were kind of like... He was asking Riley, oh, how do you use the team? And... I, th- I think it's just it's a thing to note it's like pow night is still there if you know how to use it it's really good you know riley factor has been using it the whole time and he's just dominating still the strongest player of the season um yeah yeah definitely and uh you know continues to certainly show that as well which is which is cool so we will see how regulation f treats some of these common parent like these uh these, these cores and some of these pokemon that we see like you know will ogre bond continue to be up there will amoongus you know rise back or will it you know go away for a little bit um you know will uh will Ferrigaraf continue to 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 be there only time will tell i think for sure um any other thoughts about san antonio or shall we jump into the dlc Paragraph is my overlord, and that's it. (laughs) Praise the long neck. All right. So, the Indigo Disc. First off, what'd you think? What were your general thoughts going in, um, you know, playing it? How far are you? Have you completed it? Is there more stuff you want to do? Just where are you at this point with it? So, without spoilers... No, I we can will... spoil at this point. Please, like this is this okay. is a, this is then, a spoiler yeah. cast for sure. Okay, so heads up for anyone that's actually concerned. Spoiler alert, right? Uh, no, I think the story is like whatever. Honestly, I, I, the the story was like fine. It was nice to see the the story of Kieran and Carmine finish up. Like that's that's what I considered it as. Like Trapagos had fucking like no part of the story. It was just like the very end. It's like it's just going crazy, and then like that's it. And then it's like you catch it and you just don't give a shit after. It's like oh, I had this turtle that I have no connection to, you know. But so the story was whatever. In reality, I, I didn't give a shit. Like it, like the the teal mask had a better story for me than I would than to go disc. But I will say I do like seeing more characters that are animated like clay's daughter uh what's her name lucy the fairy elite four could be yeah uh lacy i don't know lacy that's it so lacy i I like that she's like very animated you know she doesn't like the x arm she's like no i like cute things and it's like i feel that i feel that energy i like cute shit now too um but yeah, so I, I do like more the Elite Four being like more animated like that. You know, there's the chef where, you know, you do is the, the little trials were like kind of cool. Uh, the one that I'd like to point out is the dragon guys. Oh, God, I can't remember all their names. Drayton. Uh, what? Drayton. Yeah, that's why I won't remember it. Um <laughs> Drayton, like Drayton's elite trial with, oh, you have to use Pokemon you caught on the terrarium. It reminded me of uh, the Salty Dolphin, you know, uh, stream challenge where it's like, oh, you just have this amount of time. 
random Pokemon that you just catch and has random terrors and whatever. And that that's what that reminded me of. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, it's kind of annoying because it's like raid dens don't count. Um, but the raid, you know, the terror Pokemon that you find in the wild count. But it was fun overall. Like, I think I had more fun exploring the world, right? Yeah. Like the what Electro Web place. Oh, me? Yeah, what teams you use? So, fun fact for all those, if you did not start it yet and you're about to, I, I do want to point this out because they were on my team just because I felt like, oh, I'm coming from Kitakame. I might as well bring some stuff from Kitakame. Um, I don't know about the the three, you know, the loyal three, but I do know that if you have Perrin's Arcanine, because I hold that in my heart forever because it's a gift from my goddess. Um, so if you have Perrin's Arcanine or Perrin's Growlithe and evolve it into the Arcanine and you have it in your party when you talk to her, uh, she, she you get like unique dialogue, which is kind of cool. That is deep. So like uh, Perrin was just like, oh, look, Growlithe, your brother grew up. As she still doesn't notice me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Carmine, if you have Ogre Pond in your party and you bring it out against her, she's like, oh, you must have missed me because you have Ogre Pond still. Hi, Ogre Pond. And like, you know, if you bring it against Kieran, he just brings the utmost salt that you have ever seen in any player. And I loved it. I, I was just like, you're kind of a dick. I'm going to do this to hurt your feelings. <laughs> So I, I did like that. That's that is my favorite part. Other than that, the exploring is great. Yeah. I I, I so I brought, you know, Ogre Pond, Blood Moon, and then I think I brought Furgraph because I bring it everywhere. And then I brought like for Alligator, Alolan Muck, you know, some like old ones that I was just like, I like to walk around with them. And yeah. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I I enjoyed it as well. I went in with only my Diplin, my shiny Diplin <laughs> that I shiny hunted prior to DLC, the uh, first DLC for Teal Mask because we knew that it was going to, like the, the Applin was going to be able to evolve. So I shiny hunted that and then I brought the, the Diplin over. So I was like, that'd be cool to like finally, you know, figure out what it was going to evolve into because of the Evio light, right? Mm -hmm. And then... I was like, you know what? I'm also going to use uh, Perrin's Growlithe as well because I thought that that'd be that'd be kind of cool. So those are like my two that I kind of brought in, but then I decided to catch everything else. So I ended up with a Trick Room Snow Team nice. with Hydrapple and Arcanine, like the Hisuian one, mm -hmm. and then it was Reuniclus, Obama Snow, Lapras, and Araquanid. And so the idea behind the team was to like set Aurora Veil while also setting Trick Room to like lead Reuniclus and Obama Snow. And then I would be able to have, you know, the then I'd be able to have speed on my side with Reuniclus. And then I put helping hand on Obama Snow to be able to just like basically blast through things. And then it was like if I could tell that I was leading into the the the, the dragon, you know, um, one i going into it i was like oh i'll just do like blizzard spam so i had blizzard on lapras and then i was like okay well if i also wanted to run like you know just like a, a water terra boosted you know water bubble into like liquidation with araquanid i was like that'd be really fun to use so i did that as well 
And so I had a, a lot of fun with the team. And then you mentioned the uh, Drayton trial where you had to have a team of only Pokemon that you caught in the wild. I was like, oh, this is an opportunity to catch two addi additional ones because I obviously didn't bring in or I didn't catch uh, the Hydrapple, which I was going for basically, and um, the Swing Arcanine. So I added Hitmontop for fake out support to be able to set Trick Room. And then also Golurk that I gave an Assault Vest to be able to just like blast through things under Trick Room, basically like another sweeper. And so that was cool to have like eight Pokemon that I was sort of rolling through with and just like swapping out based on what I needed. And going in, I was like really excited because of the preview from Joe Merrick on the Cerebee site that he was like, this is much more challenging. <laughs> I don't even want to say that he necessarily compared it to the Battle Tower, but that's like what it sort of became. And I was like, this is going to be really fun. It's going to be super exciting. And like, you know, it's going to be challenging because he mentioned like double intimidate and grassy surge with grassy terrain. When I tell you that the <laughs> first trainer I fought in Crispin's challenge, the the fire elite four guy, he threw they threw out Torkel and Bellossum, and I was like, I'm about to get my ass put to sleep because of drought chlorophyll sleep powder. This Torkel had white smoke, Tony, white fucking smoke <laughs> I on a that. Torkel. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is a game Bullshit. for children, and I need to stop thinking that it's anything but that. Dude, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I was like, no way. Joe Merrick is on point. This is, I'm about to get fucked up. And then I saw, it was like, it was the Blossom that set Sunny Day. And I was like, oh, I'm not very excited about this anymore. The only interaction <laughs> for doubles that I saw routinely from every trainer was Discharge next to a Pokemon that was immune <laughs> to electric in some capacity. It was like Discharge Ground type, Discharge Volt Absorb, Discharge Lightning Rod. That was it. That's all they learned <laughs> at the Blueberry fucking Academy is how to use Discharge and you don't damage your opponent. Like your, you, your Pokemon. You know what makes it worse? It wasn't even Disquake. <sighs> It wasn't Disquake. It was Discharge. So it was just like, oh. Like, yeah. I did get Earthquake and Flying once. And I was just like, cool. And then it was like, weak. And I was just like, oh. Yeah. This is ass. And like, I get it, right? Like, <laughs> we we play this competitively. And like, so it's probably, we're probably coming at it from a different lens. But it's like, it just, it felt it felt like it was way grossly over-exaggerated about what it was going to be. And I let that impact me. I thought that <laughs> I thought that Joe was right and he was very much not. Or maybe he sucks at Pokemon. I don't know. Uh, but the fact that he was, like it said even in his preview, he was given a team of level 88 Pokemon to be able to take on some of these Elite Four members. Motherfucker, get out of here with that. I, like, I should have rolled in with like 70s and like actually had a challenge, but whatever. Um, besides that, though, <laughs> uh, some of the unique dialogue was fun. Like when I did do the, the Crispin challenge, so you had to like collect a bunch of ingredients to be able to get a spicy sandwich. And so I made the sandwich. And because of the fact that I'm so conditioned from Paldean sandwiches that like you don't need the top bun because it just can potentially throw ingredients off. I just didn't include it. And I got maybe a unique dialogue from him that was like, oh, that's weird. You didn't put the top part of the, the didn't put the top bread on it. Is that a Paudean thing? Ah, whatever. <laughs> it was still spicy anyways. And I'm like, okay, that's, that was actually fun, you know?
All right, let's pause right there and then we'll just pick it up. Okay, sounds good. Scared me. It just put me on like full on camera. I was like, I don't got my makeup on. <laughs> love the rant. I love the rant. So once I figured out that it wasn't going to be as challenging as I thought it was going to be, I sort of like took a step back and, you know, allowed myself to just more so enjoy it because some of the stuff was really fun. Like flying, adding that to the game is really cool. I will say the controls feel really bad. Like, and maybe this is just the boomer in me. But the fact that <laughs> flying isn't automatically X, Y inverted is weird. Oh, man. Not too many people remember those games, though. Like, I don't know. Like, if I pull down on the on the control stick, I should go up. Like, that's how a normal plane works. <laughs> but, like, you go up and it goes up. It just feels disorienting to me. And then also, I don't know if you've tried this, but if you try to, like, go in a U-turn and, no. like, at some point, it just like goes back the other way if you're like rotating the camera and your your ride on Pokemon oh, at the same time. Yeah, I know That's what you're talking about now. So annoying, especially when I'm trying to like fly around these freaking you know biomes to find these ditto blocks. <laughs> I'm just like trying to reorient myself. I'm just like, I just saw it. I can't miss this thing. Um, but other than that, the uh, the the BBQ farming is fun to be able to do a, you know, get with a group with that for those people that are, you know, they're out there doing that or unsure what that is at some point in the um, DLC, I forget exactly where, but you get these quests that pop up. It's very early on that you can like take a picture of a Pokemon that's swimming or take a picture of a Pokemon that's in flight or catch a Pokemon or sneak up on a Pokemon you get these, you get to, uh, you get these, that's how you get BP or, uh, the, like the blueberry points, I guess. Yeah. That you can then go spend to be able to upgrade your biomes, which is how you get access to the starters. So it's 3000 BP for, to upgrade a biome. And since there's four of them, you need 12,000 BP to be able to catch the starters in the wild. So it is expensive, but a, when you do it by within a group, you can do it very quickly because all the quests stack on each other and it's very possible that multiples of the same quest will exist at the same time. So it's like go travel 500 yards may actually net you like 120 BP because it clears four quests at the same time as opposed to just one. So did you did you upgrade the your throwing style yet? I haven't done that yet. I I I it's been slow going with the BP because I've only some had them, one, one other person. So some of them are pretty funny. Just I'm excited like, to do it. Like I, I think it's it's a, it's a good reason to continue to do it. But I definitely am going to get to a point where I'm not going to do it anymore once I get all the stuff that I need. You know, honestly, the 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 best one is probably the ninja, just because it's like it's goofy the way they do it because they they do it like oh you're pulling out a sword and then you really just throw your pokeball. And it's like <laughs> that's kind of like so, but you throw it from the hip, so it's like weird. Nice. And then um, Leon's throw, which is kind of cool. It's just a baseball throw, which I thought you got originally, but you originally get the left hand. Yeah. Which for me is more realistic because I'm left-handed. Nice. But uh, yeah, I think the baseball throw is probably the coolest one. Like it's the only one that actually makes sense. So yeah, true. 
I, I do like that they returned the, uh, the the throwing styles. I think they were like in Gen 7, you could find some in like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and you could add those in. They're just like, it's just like cool, you know, little flavor that gets added yeah. to the game. Like so. it, it just, it builds more of who, like you, who you are in the game, you know? Yeah. And that's, that was my favorite thing, at least. Yeah. Um, uh, so I don't know if you did this. Did you get the legendary treats yet? I haven't done any legendary stuff yet now. No. So like it's only the treats that I've gotten. I haven't searched for them, but apparently they're all in Paldea. So Paldea is just this like gold mine of legendary Pokemon, apparently. Oh. Um, but I was kind of disappointed that the fact that it's like, oh, you did uh, a BBQ. Here's a snack. And it's like uh, you get one like it was like one. I got Entei for my first snack. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then, like, it was like, oh, you did two? And, like, it will go up to five, and then after five, it'll go to ten, and then ten would be 15, 20. You know, and I was just like, oh, you get these really easy. And it was just for doing the par- the barbecue missions. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, also, it's not ver- version exclusive. I'll throw that out there right now. So just as a disclaimer, though, it can be. So there is version exclusivity with the legends that you will get for completing solo BBQs. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I got Ho-Oh and Lugia. Yes. So it's weird. Yes. So if you just do solo, there will be a point at which uh, Snackworth will say, sorry, I can't give you any more. Maybe you should do them with other people or something along those lines. Mm. But like, that's where the exclusivity ends. So like Violet will get Lugia and Scarlet will get Ho-Oh or something along those lines. But once you start doing them with other people, which if you join the Discord, that'd be a great way to, you know, grab through other people and like do some, do some uh, a union circle and do some raiding like that. Or it's like uh, some, you know, BP farming. And that's how you, that's how you make it not version exclusive, which I'm glad that they're doing it. But to make it multiplayer i guess is fine because the community at this point is so wide reaching that it'd be very easy to get like even just a couple people or even just one person to accomplish that feat but i don't know it's it's like it's like a weird way that they're going about doing it because i know some people are very upset that all the legends are shiny locked so you can't actually just hunt them for as shiny so like we still don't have shiny versions of glastriere and spectriere and um the other pokemon from even gen 8 at this point so maybe they'll release them later but it's like i don't know i've never necessarily cared about shiny legends but they're trying to go a step forward with not making them version exclusive but also at the same time holding it back so i don't know take that for you saying give us raging bolt yeah, that's, that's all what I, I want. That's I want them, I really want them care to do about those, right those terror raids immediately. Yeah, they're, they're not even legendary, so I, I just want them. Yeah. You know, give me, um, a long, give me double long neck. <laughs> <laughs> and when you go to catch them, there is one other thing that you may not have seen is the item printer in the Blueberry Academy battle club or whatever that you join. Um, the item printer in your in that room is how you can get access to better pokeballs and other items and stuff like that. So, um, you do need battle points, or like, I'm, I'm going to keep calling the battle points, but like you do, yeah, you are going to need BP to be able to utilize the printer, but it's also utilizes materials from Pokemon that you get. So apparently the best Pokemon to use at this point is 
happeny because they give you like the the happeny materials get you the closest to uh being able to run the printer so do a a normal uh encounter sandwich and go by the Farah the fairy team star base and that's where you'll find a bunch of chances and happenies and stuff like that that you can just farm them there and uh get a bunch of materials so did, did you get the hoodlum clothes yet i want the hoodlum clothes no i haven't looked at i haven't gotten fashion stuff in a while uh yeah no apparently you could get uh the the ja the jacket with uh mastiff on it oh, cool. i really i really want that Nice. I, want, I want to look like a hooligan. There you go. I want to be the bad kid in school. I want to live my normal life. <laughs> <laughs> Full RP. One last thing before we jump into like the new Pokemon and stuff like that. I did want to comment on a, a buddy of mine. In uh, He was playing through the DLC and he was doing like a role play essentially as like, well, if I'm going to Blueberry Academy, I'm going and I'm representing Paldea. So he built his team in Paldea and went through the Ace Academy tournament. So they all had the like Paldea champ mark and he brought those into it. So nice. he had like, so he role played as the Paldea champ. So they were all Paldean like Gen 9 Pokemon and he went through the DLC like that. And they all had that mark of Paldea champ on it just to flex on them that he's uh, coming in with some swag. And I thought that, that was that was very fun. I really like that. Yeah, I, that that was the idea with the Kitakami stuff. It was like, oh, I went to Kitakami. I got, I got, I got this Blood Moon. No one else has this. Yeah, yeah. Don't even sweat. It's just a uh, you know ancient ancient version of a. <laughs> Don't worry. This is just a, like a, a five hundred year old bear that somehow lived and just evolved into this mind blowing beast that uses mental powers over physical bulk. You know, I'm just saying. Don't even sweat it. Yeah. <laughs> He's blind in one eye. Don't look at it. <laughs> um so besides that, what do you think of the new Pokemon? So we got, you know, Iron Crown, Iron Boulder. I'm gonna keep calling it Iron Bundle. Iron Boulder, <laughs> gouging fire, which gouging, come on. I, that, yeah, uh, and, I don't uh, like the name at all. It's it's really weird, and like it's almost like they got locked into like G O U to start their to it's, start it's like to be... start the word or something like that. But it could have been like anything else. But I don't know. And mm -hmm. of course, the bell Bird of the rat. ball, raging bolt. Um, I like them. I li I I think each one has their own potential. Like ra like raging bolt obviously has the most potential, but I think. Uh, uh, gouging fire has its own potential too where it's really good like it, it's like stat wise they all look really good uh gouging fires signature move with uh burning bulwark or bore whatever uh i think it's neat it is it is disappointing when you you know you hit the bulwark and then whimsicott comes in and encores you at this the same turn and then you're stuck into the bulwark uh, that is very disappointing, but it, I think besides that one thing, like it gets Dragon Dance and it's just bulky and it, it's great. Um, Iron Boulder, I think, is underexplored. It its move is really cool with the mighty clean, basically ignoring protect every time. Um, also, it's ninety five attack, uh, ninety five rock attack. 
Yes. So it's it's hundred percent accuracy, which is very important. Also through protect. I, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm never gonna underplay that. It goes through protect. And the the only disappointing thing about that one is it doesn't get rock slide. If it got rock slide, S tier for sure. Hundred percent. But it gets it gets the mighty cleave, it gets uh it, it, it gets the psycho cut and zen headbutt, which is like okay, you know, for a physical psychic type, that's pretty it's finally something could use it that's not delayed. And then uh yeah, I mean it, it, Iron Boulder, I think it has potential. I'll say that now. But Iron Crown, glorious looking. It actually surprised me because I hated you know the three swords i hate them visually besides terrakian and even then that one's you know it's not my top <laughs> but iron crown is glorious looking expanding force is really cool for it like you got a fast expanding force user that you don't have to set off you know uh your your weak armor and then uh also the tachyon cutter is is really cool uh, i was testing it you know, just because I wanted to, like, see if it was even viable. And uh, with Life Orb, it almost took out a bulky Fluttermane. Like, if it was a frail Fluttermane, it, it would have easily taken it out. So I thought that was, like, some cool text to see. Um, I like the new Paradox, though. I really like them. And Hydraplin, I also really like. Mm-hmm. Like, with Regenerator, Pollen Puff... You know, it just has so many options. Like, it's a little bulky. It's a little offensive. But you can, the fact that it feels that uh, versatile, where you could choose to be the bulky set with Regenerator, Pollen Puff, uh, you know, whatever support moves that you want to give it. But then it learns a lot of offensive moves. Like, it gets Hydro Pump. It gets Earth Power. You know, Pollen Puff is still pretty offensive when you're using it. So if you have power behind it, too, that's, like, pretty interesting. Uh, you know, this new signature move, Fickle Beam, is a 30% chance to be 160. Like, that's insane. Like, how many times has someone hit Fissure in a row, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so true. It's, a, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, it, but you're there's no drawback. So it's like, oh, you might hit 80 Dragon Stab, or you might hit 160 Dragon Stab. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's really cool. Uh, our Charlodon, I don't know too much about. I know it's there. I saw its special defense, and I just like kind of looked away from it after that. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. <laughs> All right, so backing up real quick, uh, first one that we have here, we'll sort of go in order of like what we think is going to be the significance. So Raging Bolt, we'll start there. Um, <laughs> Electric Dragon, obviously. So it has 125 HP. 73 attack, 91 defense, 137 special attack, 89 special defense, and 75 speed. So some of the things that jump out to you right away, number one, the 125 HP is incredible. Without any investment, it sits right at 200, which is a very popular number for, you know, some of the bulky Pokemon that are out there. Like Incineroar often is trying to hit like 202, 205. Um, Amoongus is right around that 200 number. Like if you're getting to 200 with 252 EVs into HP, you're like, you're cooking. So the fact that you don't need any investment technically, like if you don't want to into, uh, 
into Raging Bold and HP and you can put it elsewhere, that's phenomenal. But this also means that you just need minimal investment to be able to hit some other big numbers with those very adequate defenses in 91 and 89 for defense and special defense respectively. That's great because 137 special attack on this thing is incredible. I like, love it. You can run a ton of different sets with it, whether it's like leftovers or booster, um, like booster energy or, or whatever. It gets, you know, access to status moves such as uh, Calm Mind or even Rest Sleep Talk if you want to. Uh, Thunder Wave. It does get, you know, Eerie Impulse and stuff like that. But like Calm Mind, Protect, Thunderclap and Thunderbolt or even like Draco Media or something like that, or Dragon Pulse, it's like really, really good because Thunderclap, its signature ability is a 70 base power special sucker punch, which we've talked about before, but it's like putting put as the signature move on something that with a modest nature and max special attack hits 207 going first with priority with stab. That's, inc that's incredible. That's oh, a... A hundred and five base power priority move. Don't forget to add the booster energy sets that would the, imagine the booster energy sets that run that. Yeah. You know, you only need to add like a hundred eight special attack investment to start like Okoing shit. Yeah. So it's, it's insane. It's incredible, and of course the electric dragon typing is really good because obviously dragon is just great on its own and electric is one of those really good types that doesn't really add it only adds one weakness but it also gives you two or i guess you know it gives you three weakness or gives you three resistances in flying steel and electric but it already had that with dragon so it's able to boost that dragon defense like defense with like electric by just like a minimal you know um weakness that you can always go around if you want to it's just an incredible beast of a pokemon and it's certainly going to be very popular if not like if early on for sure but i think this could also be something that like we're seeing it you know in month you know month one at the end of month one into month two of regulation f where people are like oh yeah this is the bulky tank attacker that we're going to support with amoongus or with you know ndd or with screens and stuff like that to be able to make sure this thing just sits on the field and is able to deal damage turn after turn after turn it, it's it's definitely the most flexible pokemon that they brought into this to the dlc it's, it's it works in trick room it works outside of trick room you know it, it it's it's really like I remember when everyone first saw it and they were like, oh, this looks stupid. And it's like, no, this thing is about to ruin your fucking life. Now, uh, one thing to, to make note of with Gouging Fire, Raging Bolt, Iron Boulder, and Iron Crown is the fact that these are IV locked to all be either like, like 21 to 20. So yeah. everything is going to be exactly the same, which means that at a minus speed nature for raging bolt it only gets down to 81 so yeah. that is important to know that like with a with a base speed of 75 you know it's not necessarily going to be this like the slowest thing so it's really good on those bulky balance teams so but yeah that's why i'm like raging bolt's probably going to be the most 
most flexible because yeah. of that signature move though because it yes. doesn't it really doesn't care about its speed and like you know like you said i feel like remember like when we were building early for Rigorath, you know, before regulation A, I think we were all like, oh, all you need to do is give it like 76 HP investment because it's so, it has so much HP. But like, I, I feel like because of the bulk and the resistances that it gets, you, you could go lower on the HP. Like it's not Iron Hands bulky, but like, it's still like, this, this thing is going to take some hits and then it's, it's just going to hit you even harder. Right you're going to live life full of regrets and then you know you're going to wonder how you financially recover from that thunderclap that you just got right so try to find somebody who has a spare raging bolt and best of luck um, um all right next let's do iron crown just to like go back and forth so yeah. with iron crown it is 90 hp 72 attack 100 defense 122 special attack 108 special defense and 98 speed so it doesn't hit that 100 speed threshold and the special attack at 122 is down there a little bit um but two things that this pokemon gets which is really great the signature move tachyon cutter is a double hit steel special move with 50 base power meaning that after both hit it's a hundred base power stab which is really good it also gets access to expanding force. Being Steel Psychic, it becomes a very strong Pokemon with expanding force. Specifically, it is the 10th highest special uh, special attack stat that gets access to expanding force. Hatterene, of course, at the top at 136. And believe it or not, <laughs> at 125, Duosion actually has mm. a higher special attack. I did not know that, that Duosion has 125 special attack. Yes. It's incredible. I love it. So Duosion, I think Duosion and Reuniclus have the same special attack. They I don't do. Think they have changes. the same special attack and the same It's just, speed. it gets bulkier. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it packs on 120 base stats uh, to go from Duosion to Reuniclus. <laughs> but, um, so, so yeah. Such a good shiny. That's such it, uh, a good shiny. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's an interesting Pokemon considering that you can give it a booster energy, although you'd really have to try to make it booster speed because you could only you'd have to go 252 modest. Oh, I'm sorry, 252 uh, timid, and then only 172 special attack EVs to be able to get a boost in speed. So you're most likely going to be getting a special attack boost every single time, which could be potentially good, especially if you put it on like a, you know, psychic terrain tailwind team, maybe mm -hmm. to be able to, uh, to go a little bit faster and, and get the, that special attack out there or the expanding force. But I don't know. It seems kind of like the defenses are nice at 100 and 108 with 90 HP. So it is considerably bulky. You don't need really any investment. And both defenses are already sitting over 120, which is a pretty good number, allowing you to dump a lot into HP if you want to. But we'll see if anything comes of this beyond just a, oh, yeah, that's a that's a terrain team Pokemon. Yeah. You know, I, I do want to add two things that I, I really do like about this. Uh, one is uh it's one point faster than urshifu so that's that's nice 
you know, for a yep. psychic type with a fighting type being one of the most like mind blowing, destru- destructive things to come into VGC. It's like, oh, cool. So no matter what, you just have to be one point faster than Urshifu and like in the Tailwind team, for example, but like you are, you always are one point faster than Urshifu. So that's always nice. And then uh, this is the one thing that I did find really interesting that kind of threw me off when I first saw it was it gets Volt Switch. So it actually has pivot like abilities. Yeah, because regular Cobalion has Volt Switch. Yeah, it's so weird it's though. Bizarre, but yeah, like it works better on a special attacker. You know exactly. So it's like the the fact that like oh you could you could honestly lead like Tailwind, you know Tailwind Setter with being Whimsicott or Tornadus, whichever, and then uh, Iron Crown, and then you could actually pivot out into your you know Trick Room or your you know your Terrain Setter or something else, but like. You could have that, you know, it's there and then just pivot out. And then it's just like, this is what's behind though. I don't know. I, I just thought it was kind of cool. It's like, oh, you could actually like get this thing the hell out of here if it's really bad. Yeah. I think pivot's always good, especially like when you can like, you have some speed. So you're going to be able to avoid some damage, you know, from like the, the slower bulkier stuff and like bigger attackers. So I think that is, that is nice. So we'll see what happens from it. But that is Iron Crown. Uh, let's move into one of the non-paradox Pokemon. We'll go with uh, Archaludon, one of the more interesting mm. Pokemon that mm. came out. So Archaludon, obviously the newly evolved form of Duraludon, utilizing a metal alloy, which you do get as a bonus for completing some of your Pokedex, so you don't necessarily need to go buy it. But it, and there's also going to be a uh, like a, a weird. Um, outbreak i guess of duraludon coming up so maybe look for like a mark or something like that but uh 90 hp 105 attack 130 defense 125 special attack 65 special defense and for some reason this big behemoth bridge has 85 speed which is (laughs) so middling it's just sitting right there i mean i guess you could you know you could put it like a min super min speed to be able to work kind of in trick room, but you only get down to 81. So it's like, that's pretty fast. Still electro shot is signature ability that we saw. It is now different than meteor beam, which does not have a, have not, does not have perfect accuracy. Electro shot does 130 base power, 100% accuracy and increases your special attack by one. It does take two turns unless it's in rain. So you could either run it on a rain team with like Pelipper or Polito to be able to set the rain, or of course, rain dance from a tornado or something like that. Or you could even run a power herb set if you really wanted to, if you wanted to avoid the, the rain altogether. But abilities like stamina, sturdy, and stalwarts are all pretty good. The stamina set, I think, seems to be a little bit more popular currently, but our Chaladon's interesting. It doesn't need 105 base attack. That's so weird. <laughs> it doesn't need 85 speed. It's so, it's so weird. It's, it's and the special defense. It's 65 is just bad. I think it's going to be fun for people to use for a little bit before they realize it's just mid. So there's there's a couple of things. Yeah, I think stamina is definitely the only thing that it has going for it, right? But like stamina body press is really cool. You know, before we only saw it with uh, Mudsdale 
And it was okay. Like Mudsdale was also one of those, like it was really good on paper. And then when you tested it, it just wasn't great. Uh, Electroshot is really cool. I think uh, it's also 10 points stronger than Meteor Beam, which I, I, I like, but not being a stab move is also like, uh, but definitely the, the cool things that, like, you know, like we said, stamina with body press, and then it gets breaking swipe on top of it. And I guess in a physical meta, this is on, on paper, it can work. Like, hypothetically, this can work. You know, maybe Ting Lu might come back and help this thing out. Like, please, you know, give this 65 face. Like, I have a friend, and he keeps telling me every day, and he's like, you know, we'll make you know, uh, Archalodon really cool is if you go tear a rock assault vest in sand. And I'm like, that is the worst idea I've ever heard. And I'm so sorry to tell you that. But like, it, it's one of those things is like, you want it to work because it's like Duralodon was, was cool. Like, you know, it's like Mecha Godzilla. That was, that's my, you know, idea of it. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, you're not giving me much to work with. You know, there's not as much redirection for Stalwart to be, you know, super crazy and sturdy. I mean, you know, it's going to it's going to die if you, you know, eh. I don't have much to say about that. It's just going to die. And it's just like, you know, you're looking at it and it's a 600 base stat Pokemon. So it's like a pseudo legendary yeah. And I'm looking at the difference between Archaladon and Duraludon. They kept the speed the same. They buffed its HP by 20. They buffed its defense by 15, increased its special attack by 5, and increased its special defense by 15. But they also increased its attack by 10. They didn't need to do that. Like, no, this they're... is no one's running a heavy <laughs> slam Archaladon or whatever. It's yeah. like. This could have been min-max so, so much better. And it's unfortunate because it's like, you know, you take 30 points out of attack, put it all in special defense, and you're done. You know, but like, whatever. I don't know. Make it out of speed. Something. It's a bridge. What bridge is running faster than, you know, uh, Ursaluna, a big bear? Some bridge is running faster than a bear. That's what you're telling me? I, I, don't, I don't believe you. Yeah, ridiculous. This is, this is a lie. You lied so. to me. We'll see what happens of it. Um, next one is the is uh, gouging fire. Going back to the past paradox, it is the Entei fire dragon. The signature attack from this has already been mentioned: burning bulwark. It is like King's Shield, where it is a protect against damage attacks, but not from status. So taunt, encore, thunder wave, that sort of stuff can still go through. But if a physical attack um does hit into this burning bulwark it does burn which is pretty cool so some of the, a, a popular set that we're seeing run is like clear amulet with burning bulwark and then dragon dance dragon claw uh flare blitz because it does have 105 hp 115 attack 121 defense it is nicely min max at 65 special attack then 93 special defense and 91 speed so it's very bulky it's able to take good damage while also being able to utilize Dragon Dance and set up. Because with 91 speed, it's able to, at plus one, get up there. Um, 
and then attack at 115, it's able to, you know, start to really escalate as well. Fire Dragon is good stabs for sure. They're able to hit everything, I guess, except for... Nope, it's able to hit everything at least neutrally. So that is also very good. Um, I mean, except for, you know, water fairy types, but whatever. So I think it's cool. I think it's a little under under underexplored right now, obviously, because we're only like a week in. But what do you think about Gouging Fire besides the name? First of all, I want to know your honest thoughts on it visually. It's so weird looking. It's like... <laughs> I mean, it's like a triceratops, I guess, but it's like. Honestly, it just looks like Entei to me, but it's, yeah, it's just crown. Entei with a hat. Yeah, big hat. exactly. Exactly. I want to see it with a Terra hat. No, I want to know where that goes. <laughs> it goes on its back. There's no room. Yeah. But uh, no. So, you know, this was another really interesting one where at first you're like, oh, you know, it's kind of whatever. It's really bulky. That's cool. And then the more you look at it, it's like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. Like it's its move is really cool. And then you know you find out about the the downfall of like, oh, but you could be status, and it's like, oh, well, let me let me dial it back a little bit. But that you know, a lot of people started to turn away from it. But you know, this is really you could make this into two different things, right? You could make this into something. Like you can make this into an attacker or you can make this into a support. And I don't think a lot of people are thinking of it like that. Like, I think there's a, um, I know there's another player uh, who talked about making a Rocky helmet set because it gets access to how, um, you know, it has moot. It has like morning sun, but it has like Howl. it has uh breaking swipe. It has a lot of good support moves. It gets scary face. Um, Let's see, what else does it get? It, 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 you know, it has a lot of potential to do different things to support your partners. And I think it, it's definitely underexplored for sure. You know, like you get, yeah, you get Breaking Swipe, Noble Roar, which is no one really uses it. So it's not really worth mentioning. But then you get like Dragon Dance if you want to go offensive. You get. Bulldoze, Earthquake, uh, gets Earthquake, right? No, I, yeah, it does get Earthquake. You get bull, you get Bulldoze, you get Earthquake, you get Flare Blitz, um, you get Leer, which I, is a personal favorite for my for Tornadus for me. Uh, you get Howl, you get Morning Sun, Burning Bulwark is a support move and a, you know a protect move, and yeah, I mean, I it's. It's really cool because there's so many options for this. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how people mess around with this. I mean, in Gen 7, you know, we saw some defensive Charizard X sets. So it's certainly not out of the possibility to see it because, you know, Fire and Dragon is a is a very good uh, defensive typing. So we'll see what comes of that. But I could certainly see it being like potentially being in that that support role as something that is able to do damage when you need to, but through the, you know, through like Will-O-Wisp or, um, you know, Howl or, you know, Snarl, that's uh, that sort of thing, Scary Face even, it's able to do more damage, per se, as a support mom through, like, support mom through, like, debuffs and stuff like that. All right. Last of the Paradox is Iron Boulder. 
It is really just a fast physical attacker. 90 HP, 120 attack, 80 defense, 68 special attack, 108 special defense, 124 speed. Rock Psychic. This is the Terrakion Paradox. Its signature ability in Mighty Cleave is a 95 base power, 100% accurate rock stab single target that bypasses protection uh, or protect rather. It doesn't break it though, so it's not like faint but it is able to hit through protect, which is pretty cool. Doesn't get rock slide, which we've mentioned, but which is, you know, very odd considering it gets a ton of other coverage moves in things like Mega Horn, Psycho Cut, Poison Jab, Air Slash, you know, Close Combat, X-Scissor, Wild Charge, Aerial Ace. So it's like, it's able to hit a lot of different things and, you know, hit for a bunch of different coverage options, but... Not getting Rock Slide as a physical rock attacker is very bizarre, but Mighty Cleave could be something if hitting through Protect is, is really important. Um, the thing that's going to run into is it just gets incredibly walled by the likes of Goldengo and the Urshifus and even, I don't know, some of the other, you know, bulky physical attackers like um you know landorus and things of that nature because they are able to just switch in and intimidate and not have to worry about it because you are focused in a way to run like clear amulet on something like this which then if you want to go through the you know if you want to go with like like a booster set or something you can't really do so because you could just be intimidate cycled and it just becomes an issue that way so we'll see if there's something there i mean the fact that it does with you know a max investment adamant set it does hit 189 on its attack which is pretty nice so maybe there is something of note there because stab rock is always good but it's always like yeah but that's rock slide you know <laughs> so not getting it is pretty significant yeah it, it, that that is the biggest thing that is unfortunate because it does get a lot of coverage also it gets quick attack just like the Trachean, which i think is funny um but yeah, the, the, that, that is the biggest disappointment, you know, the Rock Slide. Like, if it got Rock Slide, I think it would be totally fine, you know, because it gets Throat Trap, but that, that it, it does take a lot from it. I think there's potential as, like, your niche sixth pick. I don't think you should build around it, but, like, if you have nothing else, like Joe did, and he was like, oh, I have nothing else, I'm going to add Woe Chien to my Worlds team, then I think this would be in that same that same area where it's just like, oh, uh, you know, it gets Sacred Sword, which is cool, and Mighty Cleave, so it ignores the defense boost and stuff. But, yeah, that's about it. And, like, the fact that it could, you know, run a clear amulet set and have Stab super effective into Incineroar certainly does make it viable, at least in that regard. So um, we will see. All right, last but certainly not least of the new Pokemon, Hydrapple, the evolved form of Diplin, which is the final stage of like the, the branched evolution of Applin. So Hydrapple is pretty decently min-maxed, which is great. 106 HP, 80 attack, 110 def uh, defense, 120 special attack, 80 special defense, and a very small 44 speed which is great for Trick Room, as it's able to sit in there and be slower than some of the popular Pokemon, such as 
Uh, let's see. We have, you know, Conkledur at 45. We have Tinglu at 45. We have Anamristarian at 46. Hippowdon at 47. Azumarill at 50. Iron Hands at 50. King Gambit at 50. So the fact that it's able to go in before all of those in Trick Room is, is pretty significant. That is a pretty good speed stat to, to be at. And then it's, you know, very bulky as well. Grass Dragon, pretty nice for Rage Powders and Spores and things of that nature. So it's able to uh, utilize its ability either as Super Sweet Syrup to lower that evasiveness, or it also gets Regenerator, which is also a very nice ability for it. Um, its signature move, Fickle Beam, is quite interesting. The flavor text in-game is not very descriptive about how it works, but it's 80 base power. With 100% accuracy, it's a dragon special attack. And it has a 30% chance for the moved power to be doubled. So just like Scald has a 30% chance burn or Blizzard has a 30% chance freeze, Fickle Beam has a 30% chance to it for it to be a 160 base power move. That's so weird to me. I love it. It's, it's like... It's a neat concept as like them trying to find more ways to change moves and stuff like that. But like, don't mess with my base power, man. <laughs> don't mess with my damage calcs. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> for, the, for that aspect, I could see it be really rough. It is really rough because it's like, well, you know, normally this would do this. But, you know, hypothetically, if this happens, that's like saying, oh, if I get a crit, though, you know, and that's what it feels four like. times higher than the likelihood of a crit. So you know it's like crazy? also so it's almost like I don't care about it from the offensive calc perspective because you're going to be using it maybe in like a more of a support set and you're just clicking fickle beam to be able to do some damage. But imagine like, oh, it rolls the 30 percent chance and what you should have lived. You just get obliterated. Exactly. And you could get crit on the double. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's like that that to me is 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 an interesting way that they're going about doing it, especially when it gets, you know, so like you could run an offensive set if you want to. You could run more offensive with like uh pollen puff or um yawn, even dragon cheer under trick room could be fun because you are able to actually go before a lot of stuff that you can get make sure that they get that boost um to the to their crit chance. So maybe there's something something there. It does also get like nasty plot. So you could make this thing pretty strong if you wanted to. It doesn't get anything like sleep powder or um rage powder or I mean it does get on and infestation though. Right. So, so like there, there is something there, but it doesn't have like the uh, the traditional grass moves, you know, yeah, of, yeah, like yeah, yeah, powder yeah. stuff. It's an apple. Um, but I think it's cool. Like the shine looks great. The the animation when it does go all out and you do have that 30 percent boost for the for the increased power is really nice. Um, it does get recover, too. So like there is a lot here that it can be very strong, very bulky and a, uh, and a pretty good Pokemon. So do you think that. You know, what are your thoughts on it? I think it's going to be like Sinistra. You'll see it. Don't get me wrong. You'll see it. Some people might top cut with it, but I don't know if it'll give that full potential. It has uh, so many options. 
like a lot of these Pokemon that just got introduced have so many options. You know, like let's you know just looking at what it can possibly learn. You have moves from like you have Sunny Day and Rain Dance. You have Bullet Seed. You have Seed Bomb, Grass Knot, Body Press, Substitute, Giga Drain, Dragon Pulse, Energy Ball, Heavy Slam, Pollen Puff, Earth Power. You know, and the list goes on and on. It gets Hydro Pump. It gets Earthquake. It gets Curse, Breaking Swipe, Grassy Glide, Gyro Ball. It, it has so much potential to be anything that you want it to be. But I think the biggest problem for it is. It doesn't have the stats to be completely dedicated to be one or the other, which like it's bulky in a sense of like it has 106 HP, 110 defense, but then it has 80 special defense. And you have like kind of have to like dial it back from there. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, there's that. I mean, it is a little like it, it does give you some Amoongus vibes where it's like, oh, you could sell Pollen Puff. But I, I feel like. It just needs to be figured out because it has so much, so many options. And I feel like the biggest issue for people will be, what do I want to do with it? And not being able to decide what they want it to be. Yeah, it's definitely going to have to be, definitely going to have to be something where they're like looking for a specific niche, maybe. So Exactly. I mean, you're always going to do regenerator. Though. Don't do the stupid syrup ability. Right. That's dumb. Don't do it. <laughs> Um, besides that, some of the new moves that came out, we have a new physical electric attack in Supercell Slam, which is basically what high jump kick or jump kick, I guess. Like, yeah, but it's, with it's, it's power. electric high jump kick. Yeah, so, so it's, it's like, hundred base uh, power, ninety-five percent accuracy, and if the person and if the Pokemon misses, it's a fifty percent hit to HP. Which Unless is just, you're like Embor. Embor, you might just die. Yeah. So if he gets it, does he get? It's like physical electric types just can't can't win. Uh Dragon Shear is another cool, is another new one. It's not just learned by dragon types, but what it does is just like coaching, which boosts attack and defense of your ally Pokemon. Dragon Shear boosts the crit chance of your ally Pokemon by one stage. But if it's used on a dragon type, it boosts it by two stages, making everything from that point on a guaranteed crit for that Pokemon. So some things that I've tried to make it work on is like fast support Dragapult with Dragon Cheer into <laughs> Ogre Pond for Ivy Cudgel becomes a 100% crit chance because it already has a boosted crit chance rate. So you can ignore the intimidates from incineroar because with that crit chance your wellspring is just able to obliterate it like it doesn't matter you know so that's been that's been kind of fun to be able to to try out but it is uh still difficult to make work um other stuff psycho the psychic noise or uh you know upper hand or whatever it's called which is like the the fake out for yeah priority some of that stuff is still un um unexplored as of now there is the new steel type move that that came out that's kind of like uh it's it's kind of like crush grip but it's a steel version of that um hard press so the more hp the target has left 
the more damage that it does. So steel types like Metagross get it. So maybe there's something that you could get there on like an assault vest set or something, you know, with clear body. I don't know. Maybe give like a fire terror to avoid um, Will-O-Wisp and stuff. But I think that there's pretty some pretty fun Pokemon that I've seen, you know, some like some new teams and that kind of thing. Obviously, Incineroar coming back is massive. Porygon 2 as well. Whimsicott also. Just like the, the list goes on and on. This was definitely a very, you know, competitive DLC from the perspective of like new mods that are just going to be injected directly into the meta. So we're going to obviously be covering some of those, you know, you know, team reports and stuff like that on future episodes based on grassroots tournaments that are occurring that have already happened. I mean, Nino Poker Bros even had one this past weekend and not surprisingly, the most used Pokemon by a semi wide margin was Incineroar. It was like, on the, uh, of the teams, 41 teams had Incineroar and that was a 62% share on usage. So it's definitely uh, the king has returned for sure. Are there any Pokemon or ideas that you are looking that you're excited to uh, build for in Regulation F that you're working on like right now? Not necessarily something in the future, but like stuff that you're you're curious like, about so in the moment. The stuff that I'm really curious about, like besides the paradox, because I know that's like one of the biggest ones, is uh now you got like Porygon two back, you got Incineroar, you have a Creamy, you have you you have a lot more of the slower Pokemon and a lot more of the defensive where the, the, you know, the meta for the past year has been extremely just like gung ho. Like, you know, if you're not hyper offensive or if you're not like some aggressive form of balance, then you're, you're not doing super, like it's harder to build around. And uh, I think now that there's more defensive options, it's kind of nice that you could play a little more defensively now, which I think even though everyone was tired of Incineroar, it's like, oh, I kind of enjoy it being back now because now I could fake out parting shot this Iron Hands and move, you know, back. And then it's like, it, it gives more chances to like adapt to new things. So it's like, we might see more clear amulet Iron Hands, uh, you know, stuff like that. But I'm really just excited because I really want to build around Blood Moon. And I finally might have a partner with uh, Incineroar instead of having to do like Volt Switch Iron Hands, who sometimes you really want Wild Charge, sometimes you really want Volt Switch. You always have Drain Punch and Heavy Slam now and Fake Out. Um, you could also, uh, you know, I I forget who tweeted it, but, you know, you could have six Fake Out mods and have a Parastrap team. And one of them is always Dugong. So, you know, I, I like my weird, goofy seal. And I'm very excited that it's here for me personally. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of options <laughs> that are out there. I mean, I was even trying like a sand team with like Titar and Excadrill. You know and what? that was I, fun. I, Hound, I, Houndstone was really carrying that team. That was, uh, that was a good time. <laughs> um, let, me, let me tell everyone this because me and Jake just learned about this. If you guys didn't know, because we sure as hell didn't, the rest of the Reggies are in the game. They see they are you could sneak them in through home and you could do like wheezing Reggie Gigas because we didn't know that was in the game at all. No one said anything. It was just kind of a surprise, like on showdown, which was weird. 
I was like, why is this in here? And then yeah, you can transfer them over now, which is blew my mind. I don't know about you guys, but it, it, I did not know about it at all. I wasn't really looking for them, but now I'm looking at them like I could do things with them. Maybe, probably not. Before this goes too much longer, I think we're going to cut it here because there is still plenty to get into, but we just certainly scratched the surface of uh, what this is going to be. Regulation F should be a wild time, so I'm looking forward to it for sure. It better be a wild time. It's four months long. That's <laughs> true. Know? That's true. All righty. Let's say our goodbyes. Start with you, sir. Hasta la fuego. Giraffe is my overlord. <laughs> and thank you, everybody, for listening. We certainly do appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed. Hope you had fun with your Indigo Disc. Be sure to check out Discord if you are looking for some BBQ partners. Beyond that, class dismissed. Dismissed.